1920, Kolhapur and Panjim, Maharashtra. Ratanlal and Shanta rode for many days, stopping along the way to find food, resting at a temple here or a shelter there, or sometimes at the base of a tree. At first, Ratanlal had considered stopping in Pune, but it did not seem safe enough. If they rode without stopping, it would take two weeks to get to Goa, a small fishing community along the edge of the western coast of India. The ocean air might do them good, Ratanlal thought. They rode through Nashik, Pune, and were headed to Kolhapur in search for a place far away enough from their old lives so they could begin their married life without the shackles of fear or judgment. Shanta had not asked even once when they would stop and settle, but they were both a little restless and tired, wanting to find a place to start their lives. Each night they stopped at a new temple, they sought the refuge of divine powers, hoping the blessings would carry them along safely until they found a place to stop for good. Once past Pune, they rode through fields of jowar and bajra, ragi, spicy green chilies, sweet sugarcane and peanuts. Some crops were about ready for harvest. It was September. This was a fertile land, unlike the dry lands of Indore. The winds felt cooler, and there were many mountains around them covered in lush green following the monsoons. And at the foothills of those mountains were fields carpeted with bountiful crops. The tall fields gave them respite from the curious glances of strangers. Shanta was a little excited this far away from home to be a rebel. Whenever they would stop, she would wander into the fields and return with a fistful of the farmer's crop. A missing sugarcane stick here or there would be all right, she thought, and at one stop she asked Ratanlal for a stick or two so she could enjoy its sweet juices. Ratanlal was enjoying learning about his bride. The once shy girl was blossoming into a little renegade and she was a good match to his feisty nature indeed. He chuckled as he headed into the fields, his feet sinking into the soft, porous soil. But sugarcane proved to be a difficult one to simply break away. It was much harder. The sound of Shanta's giggles challenged Ratanlal and he even tried the tender stalks without any luck. He was annoyed. On his fourth try, he decided to yank the sugarcane stalk from the soil, roots and all. While he held up his conquest in pride, shaking the stem at her, the mud clods disintegrated, showering him in black dust. Shanta giggled some more. Eager to get to her sugarcane, Shanta ran towards him. But when she got closer, she noticed his furrowed brow and a pained expression.
Mohanlal's palms were stinging. The prickly sugarcane burrs covering his calloused hands. The sight of his palm embarrassed and horrified Shanta. His palms were warm and firm. She had never explicitly held his hands in her own before. They were rough and scaled from days of riding. Their eyes met again and she lowered her gaze to his palm once more, urging him to sit down under a nearby tree. One by one she plucked the burrs off his palm. Gazing into his palms to pluck each burr was awkward for Shanta. She was holding his hands in her own for the first time. She was overcome. He was her husband, but holding hands in broad daylight was impossibly scandalous. She looked around. They were alone in the fields. She resumed plucking the burrs. Despite the discomfort, Ratanlal was tickled pink and chuckling while his bride's fingers trembled as she became increasingly self-conscious. Finally she exclaimed, "Go away, Rao." She shoved his palm away from her and turned away, exasperated that he found humor in her hapless plight. Ratanlal let out a hearty laugh and finished the task himself, muttering aloud, "This task is not suitable for you, Rani Sahib." addressed her for the first time with a respectful yet endearing term she turned her gaze away sighing with blissful content sitting at the edge of a field on the cool black soil with no home to call their own they had found each other they rested for a short while and once refreshed rode towards kolapur for the night leaving a single uprooted and half chewed sugarcane stalk at the edge of the field The thieves did not want much thought the farmer as he went about his day the next morning.